With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everybody into the KSR pre-show. It is Thursday, October 20th. Give us a call on the Clark's Puppet Shop phone line. That is 502-571-1080. And the text number, 502-414-1724. I'm Shannon the Dude, being joined by Billy Rutledge. Billy, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning, Shannon. I'm doing great. I was just giving you some spoilers to the Netflix series, The Watcher. So, uh, you know, everything's going good right now. And How are I, you? I, I'm doing well, man. And uh, I don't know if you noticed there, I refused to call it the text machine because Matt was talking about how every show now has a text machine <laughs> and he feels like they ripped him off. So I'm not going to call it a text machine. We'll just call it the text line. How about that? I don't hey, I'm fine with that. Off. I want to try to do, you know, mostly original stuff here. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> tread on anybody else's gimmicks. When it comes well, to radio shows. Literally, our show is the same name, or has the same name in its title, so that may be a little difficult, but just I understand take, what you're saying. We'll just take KSR out of it and just call it the pre-show. Hey, I'm fine with that. The Billy and the Dude, as go. some might say. Well, hold on now. You don't get you don't get your name first. That's not how it works here. Oh, that's just alphabetical, there's, there's Shannon. It's order. It's got nothing to do with there's ego a, or anything. <laughs> sure it does. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of, since we're the fact that the word of this show before the show, uh, KSR yesterday, I wanted to follow up on a couple of different topics that we had. And I guess the first one is the big epic rant that Matt Jones had about drive through rules that he would like to have enforced, (laughs) you know, when you go through the drive through, I don't know how often you go in a drive through, but I I don't do it very often. I mean, I've tried to stay away from junk food as much as possible, but good job, Shannon. I try to, I'm not saying I never do, but Usually when I go through a drive through window, I'm not in a big hurry, so it doesn't really matter to me if the car in front of me has 10 children all ordering food. <laughs> but that's yeah. one of the things that we implemented yesterday. We, uh, we put it into law. It was passed. So I mm-hmm. think from here on out, you're not allowed to have... What we settled on was nine items or less. You know, it's like when you go to Walmart and there's a certain area in the checkout lanes where you can go over there if you have, what is it, 20 items or less? Yeah, I think so. 15 to 20. Yeah, well, that's too much for a drive-thru. So we said nine items or less. You got 10, you got to go inside. So that's one rule that we have. (laughs) Uh, There was a couple of other ones that we put on there as well. And we enforced it with, if uh, if you don't follow these rules, you automatically get sent to jail. (laughs) You don't get fined. You go right to jail. No warning either. That's right. There's going to be a line of police cars off to the side. And then if you break any of these drive-thru rules, you go straight to jail. So listening to that, Billy, are there any that you would like to add? Is this a pet peeve for you? Do you go through a lot of drive throughs and then have issues trying to get through and get your food? Um, yes. I think anybody that goes through a drive through routinely besides Chick-fil-A, who seems to be hell-bent on getting you the fastest way through the, the drive through I mean, you're going to be there sitting there, especially if you go during rush hour or during lunch. So I guess really two rules that would stick out to me is one, let's keep the talking to a minimum. You know, once you reach that second window, whether it to be to pay or to pick up your food, 
you could be nice, you could be cordial, but I don't want to see anybody striking up a conversation or or asking people things about the restaurant or even pulling prank videos. I think too much time is spent in that interaction. Shannon, do you know what I'm saying by oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too too much, uh, you know, back and forth, asking questions about it. Like if you've never been there before. You know, maybe you should go inside, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yes. Uh, with somebody face-to-face. -face. Now, you mentioned the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. I saw a lot of people tweet me this article that I guess they did a study that shows that Chick-fil-A is the slowest line out of all the fast food restaurants. It's the slowest line. I, I refuse to believe that. I have been through a lot of drive-thrus, even though, I, as I just said, I don't go through it, you know, frequently. But mm -hmm. over, oh, you know, over the years, you know, when you get old, you have some some uh, experience going through drive-through windows. I've been through a lot of them, and I'll tell you, Chick Fil A is, in my opinion, the most efficient drive-through that there is. They got people mm -hmm. outside, you know, not just inside where you have to wait till you get up to the speaker in the menu to order. They've actually got people out there kind of ushering you through, taking your order on an iPad. So I think, even though that article that many people tweeted us suggests that they're the slowest, I think they're actually the fastest because if you pull up to a Chick-fil-A, it looks like Disney World. I mean, there's so many people just wrapped around that building, you know, two or three times. And you were looking at that going, man, it's going to take me three hours to get through this. And for that reason, it can be efficient, but it can still be slow, right? Just because the amount of people that are going to Chick-fil-A at one time. They have a lot of people they got to get through. So they are efficient, but maybe because there are so many people they've got to get through, that's why it may be the slowest. That doesn't check out for me either because I feel like Taco Bell takes 10 minutes when it's making my burrito because it doesn't have it already pre-made. So yeah. My only other rule that I think would be a big pet peeve is ordering after you've passed the menu. Like you want to add on a oh, soft no, taco no, no, or, no, 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 you know, oh, bad, hey, man. I forgot. No. I would rather have the Baja Freeze no. instead of the drink. Here's here's the ruling on that. That slows everything. Here's down. the ruling on that. If you get to the window and realize that you forgot to order something, you have to go all the way back around the building and back in the back. Back, back in the line. Or, or, hey, you can get out of your car and go inside and get it. So there you go. Yeah, I just, I'm not one of those people. I don't go inside anymore, Shannon. I'm always in the drive-thru. And if you go into McDonald's, you have to use one of those kiosks. Oh, I the last that. time that you've been to a McDonald's, yeah. you have to order on these touch screens. I think Taco Bell's doing the same thing now. Are they really? And now I've noticed, you know, usually when you go up through a Taco Bell before, you would just go up there and if you had... Uh, you know, a request for some mild sauce or some hot sauce or whatever it may be. You could ask for it at the window. Now they ask for it when you're ordering at the drive-thru, I guess, to speed up the process. That way it's already in there and you don't have to, you know, get your bag and then go, oh, wait, can you throw in some hot sauce in there to go along with it? So that's kind of mild and yeah. fire and, and even Diablo sauce. Yeah, you're right. Let's get the order in when you make the order. Do you mess so with the Diablo sauce? Oh, yes. I have to have Oof. the Diablo sauce. I thought fire was hot, and then I, I had the Diablo, and I've went with that every single time. All right, so there you go. There's our add-ons for the drive through rules. Do you have any more that you want to throw in there, or, or are you good? No, that's it. That's my two. Okay. I think you guys covered the bases. Uh, you know, straight to jail if you break these rules as well. <laughs> I do love Matt's disdain for kids. If you have three <laughs> kids or more, no, you can't go through the drive through and a lot of uh, you know people who are listening who have that situation where they have three or more kids are like, no, it's so much easier to go through the drive-through than it is to lag, you know, drag three or four kids into the the building and order there at the at the front counter instead of going through the drive-through. That's a good point because it's you're just corralling them into the building at that point, and most of the time they're just ordering Happy Meals, so those are just an easy order. No yeah. doubt. I like how Ryan at first agreed with Matt until he realized, wait a minute. Uh, I've been in this situation where I've got three kids, and he reversed his decision. 
but I voted him out, so it didn't matter. It passed two to three. All right, so the other big top, the other big takeaway from KSR yesterday, Billy, to me was Eastern Kentucky football coach Walt, Walt Wells sharing his story. I mean, what a miracle this guy is. I mean, the guy yeah. had a heart attack, was passed out. He didn't have a pulse, he said, for like, I think four, maybe five minutes, something like that. Luckily, and you know, there was somebody there that came in to restock his refrigerator in his office. Otherwise, he would have been gone, man. And it's just amazing that he was able to bounce back from that. And it just shows you how fragile life is, man. I mean, one or two little things different, he's no longer with us. And the fact that he was able to come on the show yesterday and and share that story with us and not only that he's back out there coaching which is crazy right. you know if something like that happens the guy dies you would think maybe he would take the year off or something but no he is you know just uh i guess the old school football coach right back out there you know a couple of weeks later that's what i was going to say he is definitely a football guy when he's already back on the field just weeks after he had a, a black widow heart attack or widow maker widow maker call, not yes. black widow yeah. excuse me black but widow yes. will kill you too that would too. Yeah. But, you know, it's just amazing because you're right. If the door wasn't open in his office, if that staff member didn't come in to help restock the fridge, there's just many little things. He could have been anywhere else and it could have been a much more dangerous situation. So, so glad that he's still with us and, and amazing to see the fact that he's still with the team and he, he's still working hard and he, he's making appearances on KSR. So it seems like he's in good health. I, I got a lot of respect and I'm a big fan of Walt Wells, not just before the or but before this heart heart attack and and now what he's doing with this team. And EKU playing hard for him too. They got a big couple wins while he was out. Can't imagine though what that would be like to come back from something like that and, and realize that you were gone. You were dead. And you come back and then it's like a it's a whole new lease lease on life at that point. You know, I would think that you would appreciate the little things in life a, a whole lot more. After coming back from something like that. and Well, yeah, near-death experiences yeah. Um, are some of the best wake-up calls. And you're exactly right, Shannon. It's uh, it's amazing. He, he doesn't remember any of it, right? You just yep. wake up in a hospital bed. That's how you know quickly these things can happen. So you can't take anything for granted. No it, it's, it's a good reminder for me, and I would think a lot of people listening, too. All of the, the things that you stress about in your life that ultimately don't really matter. You know, it's it's a good reminder to me to like don't take things so seriously. Appreciate the people that you have around you and have fun, right? I mean, we're only here for a while, and you never know when it's going to be your time. So that's that's oh. kind of that's kind of what I took off took away. You're from getting that. deep here yeah. on the pre-show, Shannon. I appreciate it. You know, that's what makes life you know so rare and so interesting is that we do have an expiration date. I think you know life would be dull if we were able to live forever. So I mean, it's just. We got to take, can't take things for granted. And you're right. Don't, don't get so mad about the little things. Let's not be so mean to each other online. If somebody says something that you disagree with, it's yeah. uh, maybe those that it puts things in perspective. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Billy, don't get so upset when we have technical difficulties. All right. I need you to calm down a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you hear my screaming from across the hallway? <laughs> All right. SEC media days for Kentucky basketball yesterday. The team's a little banged up. Oscar's still recovering from that knee procedure. He won't be playing in the blue-white game, Billy. Uh, but he's not the only cat that's kind of binged up. Jacob Toppin also has a muscle pull. Lance Ware temporarily out. And so Cal had to practice the last few days with seven players, including walk-ons. He had team managers out there. He had a coach out there, you know, rounding out the, the ten players so they could do five-on-five. Five. Mm-hmm. 
Are you a little bit concerned that uh, maybe Kentucky is not going to be full strength going into the first game? I mean, I guess there's an argument to say, hey, you don't really need to be full strength to, to play Howard or Duquesne. But that Michigan State game is coming up in like 25, 26 days, something like that. And yeah. You're going to need to be full strength to take on a team like Michigan State and come out victorious. I'm going to choose to be optimistic, Shannon. You may have called me gullible in the past. I am going to be optimistic that this is just a couple bumps in the road. Oscar Shibway is going to be okay. I think that Jacob Toppin's still going to be a beast this year. Obviously, he's going to be getting that, he's getting that work in the gym, as we'll talk about in a second. But, you know, Shannon, everybody's got some bumps and bruises and getting to the starting line. It's to getting to the finish line and how your team is doing is what the most important factor is. So exactly to your point, you don't have to be at 100 percent strength to play the Howards, but you do have to be playing your best when it comes to February and March. So not concerned yet. I'm just going to take Cal at his word. Uh, I know there's been some hit instances in the past, but I am going to believe Cal when he says that everything's going to be okay and Oscar's going to be ready to go for the first game. We'll talk a little bit more about that and some other things that were brought up in SEC Media Days and uh, what was, you know, some things that Cal had to say yesterday as well. And we'll take some of your phone calls, 502-571-1080. That's the Clark's Pump and Shop phone line. He's Billy Rutledge. I'm Shannon the Dude. It's the KSR pre-show, the show before the show. We'll be right back after this. Now, back to the KSR pre-show on Talk Radio 1080. Band. Billy, did you have this album? I feel like everybody around my age, I'm a little older than you, I feel like everybody, though, had this album back in the day with Crash on it and so much to say. Did you? I uh, did not, unfortunately, Shane, a little before my time. Yeah. I had a Jock Jams CD Uh-oh. as we were talking in the pregame <laughs> before the show started. Yeah. That was kind of my era. Yes. And no cassette tapes either. That was a little just before my time. Dude, Jock Jams was awesome. I don't care what anybody says. You can look back <laughs> on it now and say, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. Back then, jock jams was like, if you had that, you were cool, right? You had jock jams. You could roll around and, you know, I had the cassette. Like I said, I didn't have the CD. I had the cassette, but I would rock that out all the time. Yeah, and I, you know, still to this day, I'm not sure if a song is from jock jams or if it was just part of this mix that I used to listen to. It's a huge part of my childhood, but uh, I still rock out to some jock jams every now and then. Yeah. Now, yesterday, let's go back to SEC Media Days. Uh, Calipari, of course, you knew he was going to be asked about St. Peter's, right? I mean, yeah. Usually, though, Cal will be asked about one thing and just take the conversation over to whatever else he wants to talk about. But he actually answered the question. Someone asked him about uh, the season last last year, losing to St. Peter's in March. And he talks about the mental health aspect of the fallout from that loss. Let's play this. You got the league's had so much success lately. Does the standard need to be changed there a little bit? Not just how many teams. But how many advanced? How deep? Because there were some early exits last year. Who? Auburn, Alabama. Who? Uh, us. There's several. Well, you can say it. St. Peter's beat us. I mean, you yeah. say it. Don't be. It happened. So let me. Let me. First of all, um, I really didn't think someone would ask me the question about St. Peter's. But let me say this: they were like my UMass teams. They were undersized tough as nails, skilled, had a coach that had a swagger. Shaheen did an unbelievable job. They beat us in overtime. We had a heck of a year last year. I thought we kind of maxed out. We got injured at the end, lose to them in overtime. And basically, for me as a coach, dealing with it, because my teams usually would advance and hadn't been, but I had to worry about my own team. 
for mental health and not going in dark places and meeting, sitting and hugging. And I mean, that was ridiculously hard for our guys because we did have a good year. We had a bad finish. I would say we're all judged by how you do in that tournament. I'll give you an example. We went to Kansas and beat them pretty good. And they won the whole thing. And we were like, what's happened? This is crazy. Attack me, attack my kids and all this. It's a one game shot. I wish it was best of three. Can we change it? But it's not best of three. It's a one game shot. So yes, we will be judged. There you go. Calipari asking for a two out of three, <laughs> as I think a lot of coaches are who get upset in the first round. What is, I love the, the beginning of that clip, though. The reporter, whoever that was, Poor was guy. clearly afraid <laughs> to say to Calipari, Kentucky lost to St. Peter's. He was saying, oh, you know, there's some early exits last year. What do you think about, uh, you know, he's like, who, who? Like, oh, well, Auburn <laughs> went out early. But he refused to mention Kentucky. He's like, yeah, it's fine, man. You can say it. Everybody knows we lost to St. Peter's. You knew that question was going to come up. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, Nick Saban and Adam Luckett when Nick Saban asked him to explain 12 personnel just to make sure he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> and uh, he did explain it to his credit. And so, you know, funny interaction, and I love to see that. But I happen to agree with Cal. But there is one caveat, I would say. You know, it, it is you are remembered about how you finish. But let's remember Cal's behavior when they finished. They lost in the SEC tournament, and he said, well, now I get to go see my dogs. And then you lose to St. Peter's in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That's what you're being remembered for right now. That's why I think there was such a reaction from the fan base. And that's part of it, right? I mean, when you come to Kentucky, you come to the gold standard, there is going to be a different expectation applied to you. And that's why Kentucky fans take it so seriously. But... You know, Shannon, that's one thing that's overlooked, right, is the mental health of many athletes. Something that's been brought up much more and more these last couple of years, but something that's been an oversight for maybe the last decade or so. And I'm sure it can be overwhelming to be a Kentucky player at times, and this is a good way of illustrating that. Well, Wheeler claims that they have they've moved past it at this point. He says the only people dwelling on it now are the media, which may be true, fair enough. But I can tell you, though, it's got to be in the back of those players' heads who were there on that team last year, not so much the freshmen because they weren't part of the team, but you know it's got to be in the back of your head somewhere, in your subconscious when you're in that first round of the tournament coming up in March, knowing that you have to win that game. You have to win that first game, and even the second game at that point. We were talking about yesterday on KSR, what to you is a great season, what's a mm -hmm. good season, and what's a, a failure. And my answer was, I think a great season, you got to get to the Final Four. I think, Final Four. I think a good season is Elite Eight. Mm -hmm. And I think Sweet 16 is kind of on that line right there between what is a good season and what's failure. Because it's right. hard to say that a Sweet 16 season is failure. But you look at the last few years and what's happened, it feels like this team needs to at least get to the Elite Eight. I think if you lose in the first round or second round even, it is a failure of a season. And it comes down to two games. I mean, you could run the entire season, have a great season, win 28 games in the regular season, win the SEC tournament. But if you come out and lose one of those first two games, it's all for nothing. Yeah, I think I would agree with that, Shannon. I mean, look at Tubby Smith and his tenure. He got to a ton of elite eights. And while he was able to win one, I feel like many people think that would hold him in a different regard if he were to win a couple of more of those elite eights and turn it from a good to a great season. So I think that is the line. And that's why I think the health of this team is important at the end of the year and not just the beginning, Shannon, because with uh, Ty Ty Washington and his ankles and 
Kellen Grady with his plantar fasciitis. I mean, these guys were injured. Savio Wheeler running into screens every game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be important to manage this team's health and, and get to that finish line healthy because you're right. When you are judged by what you do in the NCAA tournament, and it's the hardest tournament to win. One game, one loss, and you're out. Yep. And I, I don't know, you know, who, who knows who Kentucky's going to end up playing in the first round. But regardless, you know they're going to have a little bit of a psychological advantage over them. It's going to be a nerve-wracking but, game. But then, I mean, I, you can go back and look at what happened with Virginia. You know, they were a one seed, the first ever one seed in the men's tournament to lose to a 16 seed when they lost to Maryland-Baltimore County. What do they do? They follow it up the next season, win the tournament. Mm. So it is it is hard to judge a coach on one game like that. And I think too many coaches probably are, you know, when they have a good run in the tournament, they win two or three games, go to the Sweet 16. All of a sudden, people are saying, this guy's a great coach. And he ends up getting hired by a, a bigger school. And then, you know, you realize, well, okay, we gave this guy all this success, all this credit and put him up on a pedestal for just really winning, making the tournament and winning two or three games. Mm-hmm. So it, it's important, I think, to... Even though it's disappointing, we have a huge expectation as Kentucky basketball fans. You don't go out in the first two rounds. It's it's just one game, you know. Right? And every now and then, things like this are going to happen. We sit back and watch it happen to Duke, and we watch it happen to all these other blue bloods. But mm-hmm. it's never happened to Kentucky. And when it does, it makes you realize, okay, we're upset, but let's pump the brakes. It's one game. And uh, Matt made a good point yesterday is that if Kentucky can get a one seed, they got a good chance of being in Louisville for the first few games. That's a huge home field advantage. And when you're playing with a uh, a nervous factor, you could say, in those first couple of rounds, yep. uh, I think that would be a huge help. So the regular season is going to be a big deal for Kentucky this year. Yeah, and Kentucky's going to be coming back with a team that's as talented, maybe even more talented than what they had last year. So. Yeah. And we're going to have to get to this like facial recognition stuff, Shannon. Yes. I'm surprised we haven't talked about well, that we're yet. We're going to get to it. We're, we're, we're spacing the show out. You know, you got to pace yourself. <laughs> you don't want to jump into all the topics in the first 30 minutes of the show. We got more to go. So we'll talk about that. Uh, the facial recognition technology that's been put up on the basketball goals so that I guess Calipari and the coaching staff can see who's been getting in extra work, extra shots up. Not creepy at all. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that coming up next. And we'll take your phone calls. 502-571-1080. Give us a call. Thanks for listening to the KSR Pre Show on Talk Radio 1080. Right, welcome back. It is the KSR Pre Show. Shannon the Dude and Billy Rutledge. Billy, we talked about Blink 182 reuniting, going out on a big tour in 2023. Right. They right. just released their uh, new single that we're listening to right now. All right, let me give it a listen. Right, Turn it up. Right, let's see what you got. I mean, it sounds like them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you want, right? You don't want them to come yeah. back and sound like a different band. Yeah. Same band members. So, I mean, I'm for that. I don't know. Maybe my I've grown out of my Blink-182 phase. Oh, really? I don't know. It just sounds like I'm a kid again, and I don't know. What's wrong with that? I don't know, man. I, I listen to the same stuff I listened to 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. It's when it's when I think whenever you grew up, like if you grew up listening to like the 90s, in your opinion, the 90s music is probably going to be the best of all time, right? If you grew up in the 80s, if you're a kid of the 80s, the 80s music was the best. So it, you're just, I guess, the pro- a product of the time that you grew up in, right? That and then your parents always hated your music, whatever it was, yes. right? Yeah. I think that was just a generational thing that, well, that you had to hate your kids' that, music. That's the thing. Like my dad hated my music growing up, but now he listens to it. 
And so it's like, go figure, right? Because now that stuff's classic rock. Right. Now older people are listening to it. Now it's cool. I always thought, you know, it's going to be weird one day when you got these like 70 year old men driving around listening to rap music, blasting it out of their windows, <laughs> you know? Yeah, just get ready for weddings and like some of the rap music yes. and TikTok dances that, and videos that, that you're going to see at weddings in a decade. That and also uh, all the people that get tattoos like from our generation when they're all <laughs> yeah. old, you have a bunch of old people in the nursing home with like tramp stamps. That's not going to be weird <laughs> at all, is it? Yeah, and you may regret that tattoo eventually. Uh, everybody's doing the, you know, whatever, the kiki shuffle at, at 50 years old. <laughs> all right, let's get back to what we were talking about before the break. This facial recognition technology that is, uh, I guess, it's installed on the basketball goal from what I understand. And it can tell which player is going in after practice, before practice, just in their spare time, getting up extra shots in the gym. And I guess it also calculates how many they've made. And the whole thing. So it was just kind of creepy. It feels like it's kind of a little bit overboard. But at the same time, I could see this as maybe a motivational tool, you know, because if the players have access to this data, they can see which players are going in and getting up extra shots. And if I'm a player on Kentucky's team and I'm looking up at the, the leaderboard of who's getting extra shots up outside of practice time and I'm not up there at the top, I'm going, well, mate, this guy's outworking me. You know, if I'm not playing, maybe that's a reason. Maybe this guy's just putting in more work than I am. Yeah, this is interesting because it's not just Kentucky. It's actually branched out to the NBA as well. There's an NBA team that showed, I guess, their practice scoreboard and something that similar to what Kentucky's using. And it, and it tracks deflections. It detracts percentages of your shots, Shannon. So you're right. I think it very well could be a motivation factor for players to say, hey, I'm getting outworked by this guy yeah. or you know, maybe I get more deflections. I want to be on top of that list. I want people to take notice of how I'm playing in practice. So I absolutely see how it can be beneficial. It's just also adding to the trend of being filmed on everything that you do. Yep. And not that practices weren't being filmed before, but now that you have facial recognition, you can't even go into the gym before everybody's there and get shots up. I mean, you can, but now everybody knows that you're there. Apparently, Jacob Toppin is leading the way with 2,800 extra shots in three weeks, apparently living in the gym. Well, you said that everybody knows that you're there. I mean, I'd be fine with that. To me, I look at that as you're getting credit for putting in your extra hard work. If I'm in the gym and nobody knows it, then the coaches aren't going to know that I'm going out there and putting in extra work. But if they have this technology that shows that they're in there getting up shots, putting in X amount of hours extra per week, I feel like maybe the coach is going to say, okay, this guy is working his butt off. Let's put him out there and give him a chance. Yeah, just whatever happened to, you know, working on your own and getting there before everybody's there and putting that kind of work well, in. Are, the Kobe Bryant mentality. You are, but now they're watching, now that they know. That. Well, yeah, I don't want to be watched, okay? I'm working well, on my on the team, so you don't my have to trick shots, it. okay? I'm <laughs> working on my lefty hook shot. Then I don't know the coaches need to see that. Yeah, I know. What, what was your opinion back when they were doing the heart monitors where they could tell during practice <laughs> who was putting out maximum amount of effort? I thought that was a little, a little crazy, a little over the top. I'm more on board with the facial recognition technology to see who's putting in extra work over the heart rate monitors. I think that was a little absurd. Yeah, I don't know what good that's going to do either, Shannon. Are you going to bring, you know, I'm going to pull you over after practice and say, you're not just, you're not working hard enough. Yeah. You know what, your heart rate's not going fast enough. I mean, well, maybe my I, I get you want guys shape. to work hard, but is that a clear indicator of how the focus and, you know, everything that goes into practice? I don't know if it is. Well, I, sometimes I feel like we just, we do things because we can, not yeah. because we we should. Does that make sense? I guess so. 
But I, I think. And do the, we need this facial recognition? We don't do we need, need it, but I think it's a again. I think it's a good tool to have. I think it's a motivating factor for players. I think for coaches, they can tell who's sitting in their dorm room playing Madden, or who's out there getting <laughs> shots up. So I mean, you're shaming me back into the gym so exactly. I can practice. Well, I guess exactly right. You know, because that's what you always hear. Hey, if they weren't out there partying, they'd be playing better. How many times do you hear that from fans? Right? Oh, a lot. Yeah. Um, speaking of shaming, though, have you seen this headline about those McDonald's Happy Meals toys? I have absolutely. I had that on my list. I was about to get to. Yeah, oh, I know God. we talked about this. Uh, when was it? Last week, you and your fiance were arguing over yeah. who should get the toy and if we should open the toy or not. It turns out now, Billy, that the unopened toys of these adult Happy Meals that McDonald's were giving out on a limited time basis are now going for thousands and thousands of dollars. I saw one, I think, up for $300,000 on eBay. First of all, hey. nobody's buying that, right? Nobody's buying a $300,000 Happy Meal toy. They are listing offering all of the collectibles in a bundle, all unwrapped for an asking price of $300,000. And you're right, Shannon. This is not what they're going for. This is just the ask, the listing price on eBay. Yeah. Okay. These are just some stupid kids out there that collecting them all and think that they're going to get half a million dollars or close to it for these toys. So I see this headline and I... I showed the girlfriend last night that mm -hmm. these are possibly worth three hundred thousand dollars. Showed her that no, and uh, you know the fact that I had shamed her on the radio and she had not gotten the rest of the toys after I, you know, made the whole big deal about it. You know, she freaked out and rightly so. Well, did she try <laughs> to put it back in the wrapper at that point? No, she never took it out of the wrapper. Oh, she didn't. Okay, I thought you took. You're the one that wanted to take it out. Of the I'm wrapper. the one that wanted That's to right. play with the toy That's and take right. it out of the wrapper. That's right. So she. Kept but because she feared that I was going to open the toy and play with it, she hid it from herself. <laughs> so she spent the entire night last night looking for this unopened toy, and she could not find it. So she not only hid it from you, she hid it to a place where she doesn't even remember where she, she hid it, it from herself. So do you? Yes. Have, okay. So now, do you have one? Well, first of all, are there four or five? How many toys are I there? I think there's four. There's four. Now, do you I could have, be wrong. Do you have more than one, or do you just have the one? No, we have one. Okay. I ended up, I guess, shaming her into stopping to buying the McDonald's toys, and now she blames me for not us not having 300k right now. Well, but I went and looked it up. Okay, yeah, Shannon. Yeah. I went to the actual ones that were getting getting bought, the, some other resale sites and Facebook Marketplace, and they are much more like in the 10 to $30 range, okay? This is not the sensational <laughs> look at the headline that says $300,000 on eBay. Right. I'm saving my skin. All four collectible figurines run for around 60 to $70 in a bundle. Well, still, that's not bad, though. I mean, what's the exchange rate there? What did you get it for? A couple of well, bucks? I think it's like 10 bucks a happy adult Happy Meal. Wait, it's 10 bucks for a Happy Meal? Bro, it's like a Big Mac and a medium fry and a large Coke. And, that's and, ten, and hold on, hold on. That's ten dollars. Yeah, you get one of these toys. It's supply and demand, my look, friend. I was making fun of the guy. We were making fun of the guy who uh, I think it was on like Fox News or something was saying he went to Taco Bell and <laughs> it's twenty eight dollars. But you're telling me an adult Happy Meal is ten bucks. Yeah, and to my recollection, yeah, that's why it was such a big deal to go get them while they were there. And now McDonald's has already moved on. I mean, they're not even selling these Cactus Jack collectibles. Collectibles. Is They're uh, on to a different theme. They were called Cactus Jack? Something like that, yeah. They were having to do with, I thought, Travis Scott. Oh, Cactus the, Buddy is what they were called. Okay, Cactus Jack was the... Cactus w Plant was, was Flea Mick, Market Boxes. That was Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, the wrestler. 
That's why I thought when you said Cactus Jack, I was like, are you Oh, sure? that's also Travis Scott's nickname, the rapper. Uh, okay. So were those completely random? Like when you went through the drive-thru, would you get one one week and then one the next week? Or was it you could go through and just get random toys? I don't know if it was spaced out by weeks because yeah. it didn't seem to last that long. But I think it was a matter of like a couple days. Like days you get this toy, some days you get this toy. So you had to be consistent and persistent to get to all the toys. But let's just pump the brakes. Okay, they're not going for three hundred thousand dollars like some of these headlines are saying. Yeah, you could put any. I could put this, you know, this tablet of paper up for three hundred thousand. Doesn't mean I thought the relationship was going to end last yeah. night if those things were really selling for three hundred thousand dollars, and well, we didn't get more Happy Meal toys. Well, I mean, if if four of them are going for three hundred thousand, I would think that one would go for at least what ninety thousand. So I think that either way, even if you had <laughs> one, you could sell it for a good chunk of change. Well, that's why you keep your toys in the box. Kids, there you go. One right. day they could be worth something if you remember where you put it. Yeah, I, I highly doubt anybody is going to spend that kind of money on an adult Happy Meal toy. Sixty years from now, they might. I don't. I don't know if they're going to do it right. Yeah, now. just like Beanie Babies, they told us those things are going to be worth millions of dollars. And there's a lot worth, of worth pennies now. A lot of people that are willing to buy stupid stuff like that, Shannon. You'd be surprised. All right, five zero two five seven one ten eighty. Billy, the phones have been just dead today. You know, you mentioned on our uh, was it our text line, I guess. We, we talked basketball pretty much the entire show. We had one comment, but we got like 50 comments on a drive through Yeah, we mentioned the drive through at the yeah. start of the show. We got 25 to 30 texts about it. Then we did a segment about John Calipari, mental health of Kentucky basketball players, and, and moving on from the St. Peter's loss, maybe the biggest losses in the last decade, one text. <laughs> <laughs> that right there just goes to prove, once again, and Matt says this all the time, and he's 100% right, we could talk sports on the show, nobody cares unless it's right after a game. <laughs> we could talk drive through and people have comments on it. We could talk uh, McDonald's ad uh, adult toys that go with the McDonald's, <laughs> Happy Meals. People have thoughts about it. You talk sports, nobody cares. Well, you know, it has become our wheelhouse, right? It's been everything other than sports. Yeah. So maybe we just dive headfirst into that. And we just do shows about horror movies and McDonald's, Happy Meal toys and, uh, you know, rats living in New York City. I mean, I still had another basketball topic to bring up, but I don't even know if we should talk about it now. I wanted to talk about <laughs> how Calipari said that they are reviving the Indiana series, which we've heard rumors about. It's now confirmed. Should we even talk about that? Does anybody even care? <laughs> I don't think anybody cares, Shannon. Let's That's just, the problem. Let's just go to a break and we'll regroup. 502-571-1080 if you want to give us a call. We'll be right back. It's the KSR Pre-Show. Now we got too many calls, but that's all right. We'll try to get to them if we can. 502-571-1080. I don't know why I'm giving out the phone lines because they're all full now. Uh, I see, though, Billy, before we get to the phone lines, that you got your Tampa Bay Rays hat on right now. I know you're a big Tampa Bay fan. Tampa Bay Always Rays. Always repping. Yep. Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Bucks. And I'm reading some stuff about your boy, Tom Brady. Man, uh, I don't um, I, I just read a headline that said that he may quit during the season. Amid all these personal issues that he has going on, what? going through the divorce and everything else. Yes. Who's, who says this that? This is from The Sun. Yeah, The Sun don't know nothing about Tom Brady. Mm, okay. All You're right. not going to quit in the middle of the season, Shannon. This is one of the most competitive people so? in the history of the sport. I mean, he may retire at the end of the year. He's not going to quit on his teammates, these guys that are relying on him. Well, I mean, That's he's over here comparing going into an NFL season like going off to the military. I mean, clearly he is not having a good time. He's not enjoying it. If it's so bad, why did he come back? The guy's got 
How many Super Bowl rings? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Why, is he, why does he keep coming back if it's such a, a dread? That's the headline I thought you were going to bring up, where on his podcast he said, I almost look at like the football season like you're going away on deployment in the military, and it's like, man, here I go again. He told his co-host on his podcast, let's go. And look, I love you, Tom. You're my quarterback, but that's... That's a bad take right there. You cannot compare the military to what you're doing, Tom. No, Making no. millions of dollars, still yeah. able to go home and sleep in your own bed at night. Yeah, yeah, stop, I mean, dude. these people serving our country are going into foreign lands and sleeping on dirt. And, you and know, risking doing their what, life for us. Risking our lives and trying to gain our freedom that we celebrate every day. It's not what you're doing, Tom Brady. So while I love you, uh, that was a, a poor, bad look from you. And, you know, maybe you're on to something, Shannon. Maybe he does seem a little fed up. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's out there cussing out his offensive line. They picked it up on camera last week. The team's struggling, man. I mean, they're 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 at 500. They're three and three like my Packers are. And uh, well, I guess since I brought up the Packers, good news is Randall Cobb looks like he didn't break that ankle. So he's going to be goodness. back yeah, in just a couple of weeks. So, well, you know, just like basketball, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. That's and right. Tom is the best to do it in the playoffs. So let's see if he can get his act together because he certainly hasn't been acting like the typical Tom. Unless he doesn't finish and quits as the sun is reporting. Uh, sun ain't, sun don't know nothing, Shannon. <laughs> right. You can take that from me. Freebird, what's up, man? Gentlemen, how you doing? Good. Good. Hey, a couple things. Uh, Shannon, do your band ever come down close to Lexington? We would love to, but we just got to get booked there. I know a lot of people have said, hey, how come you guys are avoiding Lexington? I'm I'm telling them, okay, I'm not avoiding Lexington, but you have to realize how this works. They have to want to book us for us to come there. We'll play anywhere. We'll, we'll play your backyard if you want to book us. Well, I've got a few connections. I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. And did you have a Sony Walkman growing up since you had cassettes? Of course I did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there's a good 80s band I came across. If you, uh, if you ever listen to them, uh, the Fix. Yeah, I've heard of them. Like, oh my gosh, man. They got some good musicians. And you mentioned Virginia got beat by a number 16 seed, and they won it all the next year. Yeah. You know, nobody ever talks about that again. That's so right. we come back and win it all this year. It won't be mentioned. That's right. That's a good point. Thank you for the call, Freebird. Except for Thanks, us. Freebird. Except for we did mention it. But other than that, I mean, that's going to be one of those things that, look, Kentucky is always going to get mocked for losing to St. Peter's. It's always going to be like that, right? I mean, sure. that's, I mean, Duke has their team that they lost to, but it's just, it's, it is what it is at this point. You just move on. Who Duke lose to, Shannon? Do Mercer? you remember? Was it Mercer? I think it was Mercer or Lehigh. Lehigh, Lehigh I, think, Duke I think one year it was, was it both? I think, I think both. I think one year it was Lehigh and one year it was Mercer. So to that point, I think we will remember the name St. Peter's, you know, 50, 60 years from now, if we're still on this earth. Um, and, and also Freebird's got some connections, Shannon. So maybe you'll be playing a show here in Lexington, maybe a little sooner than you'd think. Yeah, maybe so. That's yeah. Sony Walkman. You still have that? You still use it? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, let's go to DJ. What's up, DJ? Shannon, I'd say you probably have the best taste in music out of everybody on the show. Ryan definitely has the worst. <laughs> so I, I preface this with, and we have similar taste in music, but I know you got this, all this talk about, uh, Jefferson uh, Starship, and there's a song that they had when Marty started with them called Find Your Way Back. And the video is kind of a good 80s cheesy, but it is a great, I'd put it like classic rock. Okay. So if you if you haven't listened to that, 
you should check it out. It's a great song. And do you all play Big Bang Baby in your band? Oh, that's a good one from Stone Temple Pilots. No, we don't. We it's play an some awesome other song. Yeah, that's a great song. It's a hard one to sing, though. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll add that one to the list, though. Yeah. Add that to the list and, and check out Find Your Way Back. I think you'll dig it. All right, DJ. Good to hear from you, man. Thanks for calling right. in. There you did, go. Did you say Big Bang Baby? Big Bang Baby. It was a Stone Temple Pilot song from the 90s. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. See, that's the problem because we've only been a band for not even quite a year, you know, playing shows. And people will come up and say, hey, can you play this song? And we're like, ah, we kind of have to stick to what we know. We have a set list. We know about 40 songs. We don't want to go outside of that because we could, we could probably pull it off. But then it wouldn't sound good. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to play something half-assed for a live crowd. Yeah, as long as you know a little Steeler's Wheel by the time my wedding rolls along, Shannon, we're not going to have any issues. Oh, yeah. But you book to us that wedding point, band, you tell me what you want us to play, we'll do that's it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but to that point, you know, that's got to be one of the most frustrating things is getting requests like that. Yes. Like if oh. you're a wedding DJ and yeah. everybody and their mother comes up to request the cha-cha slide. Yeah. It's like, isn't there a point where you let the DJ do what he does best? Yes. Or do you feel like you want your songs and played when you want them? Because it's your event. Well, we're not a jukebox, first of all. You know, we're a band. <laughs> and there's four people in that band, and everybody has to know their part in order for us to pull the song off. Well, I know, yeah. The but, band is a little but, bit harder. But, like, uh, when we were playing in E-Town last, last show, somebody was like, okay, do you know do you know this song? And I'm like, no, sorry, we don't know it. And she looks at me and goes, lame. And just like turned and started talking to her friends, like, all right, I'm sorry, you know, I don't know, we don't, we haven't been a band for 50 years, we don't know every song. Yeah, look it up, Shannon, yeah. come on. Yeah, look it up. I'm not one of these bands that's going to play on an iPad either. I hate it's that. Alice Blue guy. No, I hate that. You go in, you, you go see a band in a bar, and they got an iPad in front of them. Are there a lot of those? Oh my God, it's like every one now. Like, are you serious? Either you know the songs or you don't. Don't be cheating. Don't be looking at the words. Otherwise, you're just doing karaoke. That, that, that's what I was going to say. That, yeah. that sounds like karaoke. Oh my God. Anyway, let's go to Drew. What's up, Drew? <laughs> Drew. Hey, guys. Hey, listen. Happy uh, happy anniversary week or whatever, birthday week, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, anniversary, uh, Thank Sean. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, anniversary. yeah, listen, I was on the first show. I was like the third caller. I actually went back and listened to the first uh, podcast yesterday just to uh, just to reminisce a little bit because I was on the first show and I'm just I'm kind of proud of that I tell my friends that too, yeah you know? man you're you're right um, there you've been there with us from day one you can listen to our lack of chemistry right, in the first show yeah. <laughs> it was awesome though it's so it's so cool to go back and listen to you guys then and you guys now like yeah. I just love what your shows become so um, I want to just do quick things one uh, Billy I'm sorry to say this, man, uh, and you and I, uh, just comment on it. I'll hang up a second, but um, but Tom Brady, I hated him, and then when he won his last Super Bowl, I just bowed down and said, you know what, he's the greatest, and so I started liking him again. Uh, and then now he probably needs to hang it up, bro. So you can comment on it a second, Shannon. What is your favorite band and favorite song? I'll hang up. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Favorite band, no doubt. Stone Temple Pilots. We just mentioned them. Uh, big Bang Baby. Big, there's another big song. It's called Big Empty. Big Empty. Yeah, that was a great song. That's probably It was on the Crow soundtrack. That's probably my favorite. Look, Tom Brady's getting old. I mean, he's 45. There's not another player in the NFL that's in their 40s. So, obviously, there, his time is coming. And I cannot defend what he said about the military and how it relates to the NFL. So, not a good look for Tom, but... 
Let's see how this season plays out, okay? I, let's let's have Tom win out, win out and then ride out into the sunset. That's what I'd like to see from him, Shannon. All right, Mitch, Bill, Bruce, sorry we couldn't get to you, man. We will get to you tomorrow uh, if you call back in. We'll you know a little earlier in the show. We'll, we'll get you on the show. By the way, tomorrow, Billy, we are going to be live doing a KSR remote in Lexington at Forty Six Solutions. Ah, for one of the first places we did a remote. Actually, right. Shannon, isn't that right? That's right. Yeah, and the whole time we had to sit there and look at that video of Ryan on that commercial that was playing on a loop. <laughs> Of them when they're uh, 46 that, yeah. commercial. So we got that going on tomorrow. Come out early and join us for the KSR pre-show. Hope to see you out there for that. OVW is tonight at the historic Davis Arena. Hope to see you there for that as well. And Billy, we'll see you in the morning for the pre-show. All right, don't hurt your back on that trampoline, Shannon. <laughs> All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.